Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. And you know what to say. Here, Daddy, up. The boss with the hot sauce on the radio. Right now, I just got to tell you about Russ's Cafeteria, 2334 Welton Street. And they are right next door to the Eastside Action Center. And that's one of Denver's most and out-of-sight cafeterias. Serving the best of foods daily, lunch and dinners, baby. And don't forget that lunch starts every day, starting at exactly 11.30 a.m. And that dinner is served until 8.30 p.m. daily. So take it from the good doctor. Do me a visit this afternoon, man. In fact, get on down to Russ's Cafeteria and check out the out-of-sight dinner. Take the whole family, fella. Yeah, take the family out tonight. Stop in at Russ's Cafeteria, 2334 Weldon. And you tell soul sister Clotilde that the daddy you told you about it on KDKO. The only way to go, so all you got to do is just stay tuned. You'll miss fine. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, I'm sitting there looking yeah. at you going, oh, sell is. it. Sell wow. it. Wow, yes, indeed. That was Miss Clotilde. Yes, indeed. Sell it. Mm. The old man used to stand behind me and scream, sell it. <laughs> you learned how to sell, didn't you? Yeah. I got to let me reset to do this right. <laughs> Morning, everyone. This has been, again, well, mm. I, I believe this, not because of me, but because I am, that years from now, there'll be some grad student at CU or DU or Metro or wherever, and they're going to talk, talk about this period of Denver radio or Denver radio or black radio or any number of Ph.D. topics. And they're going to pull up this tape or whatever it is at the time. And they're going to listen to this man, Jimmy Walker. Dr. Daddio, his book is out, Radio In My Soul, about his journey. But on the air, off the, I, I always have that theory, on the air and off the air. And uh, the better stories are told off the air. <laughs> the, the, the real, you know, like Jim and I are talking about some stuff that went on and happened. And, but one of the things that you could do, you could sell. Yes, that's. Uh, I have been told that I could sell an ex- ex- Eskimo <laughs> a refrigerator, a freezer. So, <laughs> when did you make your? Because the show is an afternoon drive. So, right. when, when did you? When did you make sales calls? Every day. Yeah, I mean, twenty four seven. You, you know, bet. even on the air, I would be making connection and making deals. Can I? Can I come see you tomorrow? Bingo. I mean, in between my music, in between my records, and. uh it was just a lot of fun, and it was enjoyable. And most of all, it was exciting because I yeah. met so many different people, and all those people gave me an opportunity to be who I am today and throughout my entire life. And I just want to thank them and thank all of you for, for being a part of my journey. When do you buy the station? Because you're working there, but then when do you, when do you buy it? I bought the station in 20, uh, uh, 89. 89. Wow. And then when we talk, there's a term called O&O, and it means owned and operated. How many black O&Os were there when, that, when you did when that? When I sold KDKO, there was 140. All right. Uh, the last report that I checked, it was like 40 left. Wow. I mean, that's... But that's the conglomerate. <laughs> i just tell you exactly what, what happened to black radio throughout the country, you know, as black owners. Mm-hmm. Our black formats are really dealing with the black community. 
I don't think of any black station or any station anywhere in the country have been, I was, I ever have been more involved than I was with KDKO here in Denver in our community, our black community. We were talking about big city radio and the mob and how the mob, people one way or the other, they were controlling a lot of the music business. And there was no game. I mean, it was <laughs> it was serious. Oh, yeah. yeah it was really, really a, a situation that uh, they had to control, and uh, yeah. you played the game, and you played it that way. <sighs> My Again, I'm talking Bob Lee stories because he was gigging in Detroit. Uh, none of that stuff ever happened to me, but he told me they called it the scandals when they were all on the take and payola, plugola, and we right. were talking about it. Bob said, hey, you didn't screw with those guys. Well, Barry Gordon's story tells that. There it that is. You don't, uh, you didn't play no. the game because uh, you had to do what they said do. Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> no, that man, was it. The old man told me stories. They'd go, like, there'd be the guy, and he'd go um, to Bob. He'd say, hey, give me your car keys. This is the stories he told, and I'm, more than one person tells them. Throw the guy your car keys before your shift begins. And Bobby did afternoons and middays. And they'd take his car. And they'd come back and they'd throw him back his car keys. Full tank of gas, mink or a coat for his old lady in the in the trunk, mm-hmm. brand new tires, mm-hmm. open the ashtray, drugs and money. Mm-hmm. Now you're gonna play those records. That's what they did. It was it was it was no it was no uh no easy deal. It was no. a serious situation, and yeah. uh, you couldn't play games. No games were being played. So. The, the history of chess records or all these different right. stories, man. I mean, they made a movie called Cadillac Records. Yeah, I saw that. I, what'd you think of that? It was it was to the fact. Yeah, it was really yeah. Uh, yeah. on time. I mean, it was they didn't leave too much out. No nope. thing was on the table. I thought so too. Yeah, I thought you know Leonard Chess, but there were two of them. They were the, the brothers, but right. Man, now it's, that's a hell of a movie. Yes, yes, it is. And they yes, were knocking guys off, man. They were. They didn't. When, when you were booking, uh, we talked about you booked James, James Brown. What was your relationship like with James Brown? A brother. We were like yeah. brothers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was my god, uh, my grand, my youngest son's godfather. So wow. uh, we were very, very, very close. Very good. Uh, I mean, you were talking about arguing and mm-hmm. going back and forth. And, I mean, you you know, you didn't promote James. James promoted himself. Oh, you don't. <laughs> I said my one yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah, he promoted himself. And uh, he was a he was a very, he was a different guy, I'll put it like that. And One of a kind. Yes. No, no. Everything was Mr. Brown. I could, they, when I did the interview, this is the only, <laughs> you're bringing up good stuff. They said to me, he'll do your show. There's a stipulation. I said, shoot. He said, you call him Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown. That and I was said, it. no problem. It, it was no James. Uh, oh, no, JB. You know, but I think that I might have been one of the Few. only ones that could say, hey, James. Uh, yeah. I never gave could say Mr. Brown because, I mean, we were, we were very close. But... Uh, the, all everybody, I mean, in in another thing, you could his members of, of people that worked for him walk in the presence of you and him talking, 
they would have to stand there until he recognized oh, you them. Bet. He'd find you people. Yeah, you He'd couldn't cut them. it. You couldn't yeah. couldn't say, well, Mr. Brown, uh, whatever. No, 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 no. You waited until he looked at you and said, can I help you or whatever. And then it was presented to him as Mr. Brown. I, yeah. I've, I've read Maceo Parker. I've read those things. But he'd find guys. You, they said if you really watch him, when somebody misses something, you can hear him. But that's two. You know, he's finding guys on the stage. In, in and, his performance. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, indeed. Yeah. That, that, I know that's a fact, and that's true. Um, he was a, a really a strict guy. Uh, well, it was just a, I don't would, know. He was just a main, a, a, a great guy. I told you, man, I, I've only saved one. This will be maybe one, but I, ne- I only saved one interview. That was me and James Brown. And okay. the, the stipulation, it's been, you said something I haven't even thought of for years. They said, okay, stipulation. I said, whatever. And you call him Mr. Brown. And I said, right. won't be a problem. First time I saw him, <laughs> I was 15, 16 years old. I'm an old man at the Syria Mosque in Pittsburgh and the Flames. James okay, Brown. James Brown on the Flames. That's right. And I yeah. The the last time I saw him, I swear to God, some of them same game, same guys were there playing, <laughs> but they didn't break up. You know, they they stayed with him. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. He he had strict uh, rules, and everybody had to follow his yeah. rule. And yeah. uh, if you didn't, you were kicked to the curb. You were out of there. What were the Jacksons like? Wonderful, wonderful. I mean, I'm honored to say that I bought. The Jackson Five to town for the first two times. I heard you did, and uh, it was really an exciting. I I emceed the Jackson Five show in hot pants, and and my grand and my daughter introduced Michael Jackson, and my granddaughter, my daughter's daughter, is here with me now this afternoon. uh, Well, not afternoon yet, but uh, with me, uh, uh, she's with me now. But on the other hand. with the, she came out and introduced Michael Jackson to the audience for what, our Denver. What, what year is this? Uh, I'm not good on the years, but uh, she was probably 20, 21. How old was Michael? Uh, about seven, eight, maybe yeah. seven, eight years yeah. old. Yeah, That's when yeah. they broke through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, but uh, Mr. Jackson was the key, the Joe. daddy. Joe, Joe was the key. Well, now, there's so many things said about that. Yeah, but you know, I, I have to, I have to look at his his discipline to have put his kids to who they became or who they, you know, uh, mm-hmm. ended up being. And uh, uh, Joe, Joe had his strictness, well, and uh, there were a lot of people that put it down. And and I, I often have thought about it from yeah. the perspective of haters. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, well, he shouldn't do this. He shouldn't have done that. But look at what he did. I mean, he built an empire with his, with his kids. And, 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 Barry Gore, and then Barry Gordy stole and Barry, it. <laughs> there you go. Yes, because he, he was a, he well, had the family, the, the stars that, that presented themselves for well, Barry Gordy well, and Motown. Well, flipping back to James Brown, when I did the show with him, he told me about working the Apollo and seeing a young Michael Jackson standing in the wings watching them I got you and he I, I mean I don't think I don't think Michael Jackson had to knock anybody off but he's terribly influenced by James Brown with the dancing yeah you know James was a star with that yeah. and Michael came on and made it 
yeah. dancing, yeah. the, the big deal. Yeah. But he said he looked over because people have been writing about it and saying that, you know, his influence. And I said, D- is that true? And he said, saw him. He <laughs> says, on the stage at the Apollo. I looked over and there he's looking at us. Gladys Knight, who I love. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys, you had brought, I've, I've been told from reading, you brought Gladys Knight to Denver. That's right. And uh, I guess that there are other promoters that maybe could say this, but I'm one of the black promoters can say that I played Gladys Knight along with, with, with uh, 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 Smokey Robinson on the same, same, same show. That has not, that I don't, I, I, I don't know of any other promoter could, could say that Barry Faye or whomever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those guys yeah. never got the opportunity to do that. Where'd you do it? Where'd they perform? In the Coliseum here in Denver. Okay. Yes. And, uh, it was a, it was kind of a fight between the two who goes on first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and <laughs> it had gotten really out of hand because Smokey said he wasn't going on. Gladys said she wasn't going on. And uh, I went to the both dressing rooms. I said, well, I don't care who yeah. goes on, but yeah. one of you better be on stage in, <laughs> who was in the next 10 minutes. Who went first? So, so Gladys. She she, uh-huh. she went out. Smokey said, you know, being the vice president sure. of Motown, he felt that he he had, he had was not going to go out. Yeah. I said, I don't care who. But in 10 minutes, one of you better be on that stage. And it was her. And it was her. And uh, we used to, you know, when I would bring them to town, we'd have, uh, at my house and for little barbecues for the community, mm-hmm. people that knew, and especially my neighbors that knew that uh, they were coming to town, and then we would have softball across the street mm-hmm. from I lived over on on in Park Hill, uh, on Ivanhoe, and it was across the street from from the 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 uh, the, the, the recreation center now, Hawatha Davis uh, Recreation right. Center, but uh, we would go over and play softball and and barbecue. And Gladys yeah. would always tell me, she said, Daddy, yo, why don't you open a restaurant? Yeah. And I said, no, nah, I just, <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. Cut enough. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we ended up, uh, uh, when I finally decided to go into the, to the restaurant business, I contribute that thought from Gladys Knight. Right. And uh, that's uh, how Daddy O's uh, World Famous Barbecue came on the set. Daddy O's <laughs> Kitchen on that. Wheels. I remember it. Yeah. I, I got to bring up one more person, then we'll pause and come back and take calls. My favorite, BB King. My, I mean, BB and I was—we were as close as a James Brown, and uh, and I uh, I gave BB his sixty-fifth uh, birthday party here at tw- in Denver at, uh, yeah. at Daddy O's Showcase of Stars, <laughs> <laughs> which was the ori- old it. original of Twenty Third Street East. You know, yeah, sure. And uh, that was, you brought up some good names earlier. You know, we had Ideal and uh, we had uh, Mayor Magnicus sure. and we had all of these, Elvin oh. uh, 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 Caldwell and had all the stars there because we did an after hour thing, you know. And, oh, yeah, there should be clubs that would open. And it. they came in yeah. to, to kind of raid me thinking I was selling alcohol <laughs> after hours. And I told him, I said, uh, you can come on in and meet your bosses. <laughs> You know, I, I, I was not because we're old and we're talking, but um, there was an expression when I was a kid called a blind pig. Did you ever hear anybody yeah, say Yeah, sure. I, read it around See, I know you. It wasn't to tell folks. What was a blind pig? Well, it was, you know, people thought of things that, uh, 
you you it was kind of like a, not a secret, but it was a secret. Yeah, sure. And uh, you had to kind of pick it out. You know, you had to look at it yeah. from that perspective. And they were, and they had bars that weren't bars that didn't open until the other bars That's closed. Right. Yeah, right. and they right. were in the neighborhood. They were called blind pigs. And we had them all oh. throughout the city. You know, I mean, after our club, the jazz. I mean, you didn't know who you were going to run into. You know, back I, in I, the day. I, now here in Denver, I went to them. Okay, at, like, right after right. right. Whatever Senate time. Lounge, downtown, by the state capitol. So, we had the Outdoor Club uh, right there on Broadway. They were all over town. There was one on Walton Street. Um, we were talking about another mutual friend took me. He said, we're going. I said, you know, all right. And and every I mean, there were just – and Denver was there. Right. I mean, right. kind right. of like the movers and shakers. That's exactly, exactly. Yeah. And you were always part of that scene. I had to. I had to. <laughs> yes, indeed. Those were some great days, good days back then, you man. Know, fun was having, and it was lovable fun. You know, it was oh, yeah. an, it was uh, unity in the community there, fun. You, you said that on that yeah. was one of your tags. That on was the show. it. That's it. Yes, unity was there, and love was there, and and uh, you know, Denver was different. It was different, definitely. James, Doctor Daddy O. Walker, uh, legacy continues in studio. I'm Peter Boyles. I need to do a turnaround, get a couple things done, but pay a few bills, huh? See, but it's cool to be with you. And <laughs> last week, sitting in that chair, was um, was Dmac, who had just been let go from the fan, and we talked about it's generational because Darren comes onto the job when a lot of the stuff that you're talking about was, was over. Gone. Was gone. over. Yeah, yeah, was over. And may, I don't know if it had to be over, but it it was, I, I remember, I kind of remember, and I, and I think a lot of it had to do when the corporates came to town. Right, and when KDKO went to the wayside. I remember. That's when our community really right. lost everything. But it was like all of a sudden it was, I mean, when I'm a kid in the business, I saw the owner every day. Right. And he fired me. <laughs> then the next job I worked on, I saw the owner a lot. Third job I go on, I saw the owner all the time. The next job, I never met the owner. And after that, we never met the owners. That's right. And That's right. let's talk about the end of all of that. 710 KNUS. Good morning, everybody. Stack Optical, my good friend Alan Stack, Stack Optical, serving Denver since 68. And that was his dad focusing on providing the highest standards of customer service. And while do they have a great selection of eyewear, they work on appointments. Be sure to call ahead before coming in. If you have a, a difficult prescription, they can help. Their on-site eyeglass production lab delivers the best quality prescription sunglasses, sporting glasses, eyeglasses. All my glasses from Stack, I rode my bike in, motorcycle glasses, prescription ski goggles, sunglasses, name it and claim it. Alan Stack is the optical store you're looking for, uh, located 2233 South Monaco Parkway near South Monaco and Evans. But the good part about it is you can make an appointment, you know, whatever time you wish during the week, and then they open the door and you're ready to go. 303-321-1578. 303 321 303-321-1578. 303-321-1578. Online, stackoptical.com. Stackoptical.com for premier care, vision health, 
Stack Optical. Give them a call today and tell them that Peter Boyle sent you. Someday, on a Saturday, and a Sunday and a Monday, 710 KNUS, on the air and off the air. This has just been so much fun for me. Jimmy Walker's with us, Dr. Daddy-O, and uh, the Daddy-O house party, and KDKO, and everything that went with us. So we're sitting off the air, and you bring up Alan Berg. Yes. Wow. Yes. Alan was my man. He was really... He was a he was a go getter. He was a friendly person, and he will never be forgotten in my life. The shirts you said the first shirt you the ever the first tailor made shirt I ever had came from Allenberg, and then he opened with up the shirt the, broker. Yeah, he had the, uh, the yes. shirt, and then it, then that became the and, broker. And 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 really, I have to feel that maybe I was really one that influenced him to go into the radio. Oh, yeah. When I got here, he had the shirt broker, oh. and we, I would go by to pick up my commercials every weekend, yeah. every Friday, and yeah. get the chain, pick up the check for the advertising and all that stuff. Yeah. And every time I would go in, he would always say to me, he said, you know, Daddy-O, <laughs> uh, I'm just so upset with this city. He said, uh, my Bill McNichols, the mayor, yeah. all of the dust and the sand that's on the street after uh, uh, snowstorms and no no cleaning. He said, "Boy, I just wish that maybe I should just go on the radio and 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 do and really attack that." I said, "Well, you know, man, you got the opportunity. I mean, what are you complaining about?" He said, "Well, uh, I just don't know now. I'm just really have made up my mind." I said, "Well, think about it because I think you can handle it." Because he told me about him being an attorney. Yeah, he was leaving Chicago. Yeah, I think it to. was had coming to, to Denver. Yeah. yeah. And I said, you know, you've got the know-how to do it. Why don't you make the move? So there was a guy that was a talk show host at KWBZ who also, I never knew about you buying shirts, Uh but he bought shirts. And Alan must have said the same Same thing to you that I've heard these stories. And the guy said, well, why don't you come do a show? So as the story goes, and this is before our friendship, he said, okay. So he goes to the radio station. It was KMGH, I think, or something like that, before it was BZ. And Elvis Presley had died. This is a Berg story. And I'm doing mornings with Bob, and grown men are calling crying. I mean, Elvis is gone. Mm -hmm. He goes on there and said, that guy couldn't sing. (laughs) He goes on there. That guy couldn't carry a note in a basket. He blows the whole thing up right now. You know, and like, that was how he did it. Yeah, you know, and yeah. he and I we I watched him for years, you know, and and learned. Right. But he's st- you right. you can sell. I mean I just heard you sell. He could sell. Yeah, he oh, could. He, yes, could, he taught yeah. us all how to sell. Yeah, he yeah. was a he was a very instrumental and yeah. really a, a strong person in my life of Wanting to listen, got up every day, wanted to Oh, he's history. ready to go. Oh, yeah. He's ready and did his job. And he dressed day. like a million so bucks. shop every day. I dressed yeah. like a bum, and he, <laughs> he, he would come in. Clean as he could be. He and Ron Zapolo. Right, right. Ron Zapolo was another color. We were always. Real shop. We were always. We were in the same building, yeah. Channel 4, KOA. Right. And he, they'd look at each other. <laughs> but but Alan was going to go to KOA from the beginning. Yeah. But uh, I don't know what happened. Later, uh, when I went in to pick up the mm-hmm. check that afternoon, his manager was there to give me the copy mm-hmm. and that kid the check. And uh, he, uh, yeah, I, I asked, what was Alan? Yeah. And he said, well, you know, Daddy, he's got his own radio show, which shocked me, you know. know. 
I said, where? KOA? He said, no, KHOW. No, he didn't have it there. And and no, I said, no, you're kidding me. No. He said, no, no, no. no yeah, Daddy-O. No, no. He said, you got to listen to him. And uh, I kind of yeah. waited for that opportunity, and it blew me away. Well, they put him on yeah. on the South Broadway station. Right, but it, but it was like 12 o'clock at that oh. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. still had people mad at him. Right, right, right. What happens to KDKO? What happens? Well, uh, the story is simple. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, the operation of any business is to make money. And uh, when the big boys came to town, they wiped out the budgets. Yeah. And uh, there was no way you really could survive. No. I saw the handwriting on the wall, and I'm no stupid person. No. I'm no, no, no dummy. No, no. I said, hey, it's my time to go because I've been fighting for almost 40-some years. Yeah. And it was one of those things that uh, my time was up. And uh, the dollars were not there. Uh, the agencies, advertising agencies was pulling games, oh, and man. they did everything, you know. And uh, when uh, when you get in that position, you don't just let yourself fall totally to the bottom. You better wake up and make your move. So it was time I had to go. In that time period, in the, in the term in the businesses, the station went black, not meaning skin color, but turned off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well actually, it was... Not turn off. I sold it. I know you did, yeah, right? But there are other guys that rode them all the way down. Yeah, and, and nothing. And, and the government shut them off. Right. Yeah. They didn't. Yeah. They had no knowledge of knowing what they were doing. That was the main point. I mean, you know, I feel that uh, it was. It's, it's it's a long story behind that. Yeah. They too ran into the same thing that I ran into. Well, sure. I'm trying to make make money, and uh, it was no money there. Now, what's <laughs> happened to it? By the way, Jimmy Walker's here, Doctor Daddio. Now, what's happened to the business is totally unrelated. Right. I mean, it's right. It's just slipped further down the pole, and I think a lot of it is, you know, the the real originators, the real smart Hal Moores, and you. Right. And I can give right. you a list of guys. Right. You know they're they're not there anymore. Right, right. And it's corporate radio. Um, one song they took control, and that was it. Time, temperature, and no personality anymore. Uh, that's one of the main downfalls. You know, when you talk about a daddy yo, you talk about a Peter Boys, you talk about uh, all of the top boys. We were personalities. We were in the community. We were known, and people, uh, you know, you. They, we, we got results. Do you think you're the luckiest guy you know? Because <laughs> I, I, I think I am. Yeah. I really do. I, see, I, I, I really, love you. Yeah. I do feel that I am the luckiest guy that I know. Because, see, I'm the luckiest guy I know. That's right. That's right. Because, well, no business being here, Jim. <laughs> and sometimes I feel that I'm a little ahead of myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I might should have come a little later. Yeah. Like right now, what we're going through, the things that we're faced with, uh-huh. uh, just kind of, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a serious situation. When I, mean, I, no, no. And we're losing, losing every day, and uh, uh, we don't see any recovery. We talk about what can we do. We talk about all the problems that we're having. But what are we doing to solve the problem? It's the same thing uh-huh. over and over and over. Uh-huh. Um, and and I, I I don't know I just don't I don't I hate to say are there answers and I hate to say no there's no answers uh, but anyway we know we got problems and we've got to unify ourselves to 
correct these problems because it's not it's not happening as it is. And I'm not sure it will. I don't either. Yeah, I don't either. I'm not sure. Let me do this. Let me do a quick turnaround. One more break. One more. Okay. Take it away. I, I say this. I could go to another city and somebody give me a radio and give me three days. And just by the spot load. I could probably tell you who number one, number two, number three stations are in this. Uh, how about that? Can you do it? Uh, yeah. yeah I, sure yeah, you I could. I can. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, t- I talked to DMAC about it. And I said, you know, that you could go in and you listen for the the big dollars, buyers. Click. He's looking at something. This might be our chance, Peter, to say to maybe some of the radio listeners out there, our owners out there that, Right now is the time, as you all are listening, now is the time for Black Radio to become Come back. back to yeah. Denver, Colorado. There isn't one now, is there? No. Yeah. No. Between Los Angeles to Kansas City, Missouri, there is not one. And now is the time, if you listen and hear what I'm saying, as I said, I might be a little bit in front of myself. Huh? But it's time, I don't care who you are that's out there, it's time to br- to get together and bring a black radio station to Denver and do it real soon. Jimmy Walker, Peter Boyle, 710 KNUS, break coming up. Temperatures are starting to drop and snow is coming into the mountains, and that means just a couple of weeks away from ski season. I know there's snow in Winter Park. And that's why it's a perfect time to take your skis and boards for a tune-up, and it's finally time to get some new gear. Look at yourself. You owe it to yourself to pay a visit to Larson Ski and Sport just south of I-70 on Kipling. I stopped by last week. I really did to look at the lineup, and it's all stocked. Latest ski and snowboard equipment for all your needs. These are my guys, absolutely committed to making your ski experience the absolute best. Stop in this weekend. The annual Ski and Swap event is going on. Update your gear. There's, it's a really it's the big wooden building just south of I-70 on Kipling. So if you're going east, uh, get off the ramp, the Kipling ramp, just stay south, past the Crab Shack, same side on the west side, big wooden building. That's Larson Ski and Sport. Getting off, you're going westbound. Get off on the Kipling exit. Come down. Come under I-70. Head south on Kipling. You'll see it right on your right side. Six days a week, seven days a week. I'm sorry, Peter. Seven days a week. John Marriott and the guys at Larson are absolutely the experts in everything they, you will need for winter sports. Rent skis, rent skis, especially for kids and grandkids. Make it rentals. Stop in today, seven days a week. Tell them I sent you Larson Ski and Sports, south of I-70 on Kipling, 303-423-0654, 303-423-0654, or Larson Sport, L A R. SONsport.com. Thank you, too, gang. You know what to say. Here, Daddy Up, the boss with the hot sauce on the radio. Right now, I just got to tell you about Russ's Cafeteria, 2334 Welton Street. And they are right next door to the Eastside Action Center. And that's one of Denver's most and out-of-sight cafeterias. Serving the best of foods daily, lunch and dinners, baby. And don't forget that lunch starts every day, starting at exactly 11.30 a.m. And that dinner is served until 8.30 p.m. daily. So take it from the good doctor. Do me a visit this afternoon, man. In fact, get on down to Russ's Cafeteria and check out that out-of-sight dinners. Take the whole family, fella. Yeah, take the family out tonight. Stop in at Russ's Cafeteria, 2334 Weldon. And you tell soul sister Clotilde that the daddy you told you about it on KDKO. The only way to go, so all you gotta do is just stay tuned. You'll miss fine.
When you hear it, I'm so ready, yo, KDKO, and don't you forget that. In the four every day, Billy Soul, the Soul Machine. That's right, baby, the Soul Machine just left to see. Now it's time for Daddy Yo to clean house. And away we go with Jenny Taylor, the blues well, and we're going to do a little hijacking of some love. Come on, Johnny, let's go to work now. That's <laughs> That's right, baby. My man, Jolly Taylor, the blues wheeler. Well, I think this afternoon talking about it. Just got to get a little hijack in here. Want to hijack me some love. Oh, good guy. It still works. Good morning, everybody, on a Saturday. The voice of the one the only, Jimmy Walker, Dr. Daddio. The book is out. He's in studio. Lines are jammed. Uh, I got to do a couple things, but I, there's people that have just waited. Chandra. Good morning. You're on the air with Peter Boyles and the man, Dr. Daddio. Chandra, can you hear me? I can hear some noise in the yes, background. Yes, I can. There you Hello are. Hello there. Hello there, Mr. Walker. Good morning, Miss Chandra. How are you? I am doing very, very well, sir. I just wanted to call and, first of all, just thank you on behalf of the, the Walker family, unity <laughs> and community. Um, Dr. Daddio's Kitchen on Wheels, Pat's Record Parlor. I mean, the list can go on and on. And now the uh, Colorado Black Authors Guild. I just want to say, Daddy, thank you so much. You don't know how much you are appreciated. And I wanted to take time out to say, not only did we address Mr. Brown as Mr. So we address you as Mr. Walker as well. Oh, wow. So thank you thank so, you. so That's much, That's kind. Daddy. Thank you. Yes. We love you. Yes. And I understand that you, the dynamic duo is on the road today. You and Miss Thane. Yes, you know? she's here with me right here to the I, side. She's a beautiful young woman. She's sitting on the other side with, with Cousin Louie. Yeah. Nah, what a morning. It is, it is for me, it's a, it's a major kick. And more importantly... And this sounds weird because I don't drink, but it sounds like it's like when you walk into a bar and you sit down next to this guy, and you have so much in common that um, I mean, in this moment we can finish each, we could finish each other's sentences because <laughs> we parallel lived it or parallel lived it, and it's all gone. Right. I mean, the stuff we're talking right. about right. off the air is all gone. Yes, and I don't know if it's good or bad, but. When the when when the money guys and the money market managers came into the business, that was it. Game was over. Yeah, and yeah. They wiped us out, and they you know they bought up all the stations oh, in the market, bought, yeah, and yeah, they bought everybody. The major boys, and uh, well, they didn't have a chance. They made the rule: you can control seven radio stations in one market. And that was the biggest mistake that could have been made. Huge mistake. Yes. Help yourself. Mm. I never saw the owners after that. That's right. Ever. That's right. We're, 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 in GE, uh, we had Joel Day here, but we never, I mean, I, we've told the stories, but I didn't know those guys. Right. You know? Right. And we never knew them. Right. Thank you, ma'am. Let me do something for Danny Kaplis. 303-696-1971. The law offices of Dan Kaplis, Danny believes to be, and again, my guy, the only lawyer in Colorado history to win five straight multi-million dollar jury verdicts in motor vehicle crash cases. Danny and his partner won the largest truck crash jury verdict in Colorado history. 
the firm's history of seven and eight figure settlements vindicates and speaks for itself. That's a firm that were good people all walks of life without regards to the ability to pay, receive the level of legal representation that everybody deserves and should enjoy. Capitalist's law firm talks cheap, experience counts, results matter. The firm would be happy to share with you its track record of outstanding jury verdicts, out-of-court settlements. Capitalist Law believes who you hire says so much about you for everybody in the case. They suggest you choose a firm that shares your values. And, of course, that firm, the core values, the foundation of historic success, faith, integrity, hard work, dedication, Dan's my guy, your man. 303 303- Seven seven zero fifty five fifty one, three zero three seven seven zero fifty five fifty one. The Capless Law Firm is Dan Capless, C A P L I S Law dot com. Final couple of minutes, and we have to do this again on the uh, on the YouTube show. It's about twelve before twelve, and Jimmy's here, and the lines are jammed. And right, here we go. We'll, we'll run up some calls. Russell, you're on the radio show. Thank you, and good morning. Hi. Hi. I just wanted to say uh, hello to Mr. Mr. Walker. And, yeah, I'm one of those guys that has to call him Mr. Walker. I used to work for him back on KDKO. <laughs> who's this? Russell. But give me a last name. Or it doesn't matter. Lopez. Okay. There Russ, good right. to hear you, young man. Good to hear from you. Yes, God sir. bless you. Oh, thank you. I just wanted to tell you that I love you and I've you know, been uh, always – Always listened to Katie Kale as long as it was alive, and uh, I'm just so happy to hear hear your voice on the radio. It's well, it's great, Jimmy. Uh, excuse me, Russ is Peter. What was your job? I was the DJ. What was your on air name? Um, same thing, Russell Lopez. I I did kind of slip in the party man once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> what was what was your shift? Um, I I started. Uh, on the weekends, doing part time. Everybody because did, right? They, yeah, they were they were looking for interns. Actually, I was thirty four years old, listening to KDKO on the radio while I was doing my other job, and so I thought I'm going to go down there and check it out because I had went through Colorado School of Broadcasting and thought I'll give it a shot. Hmm. And uh, they hired me. I really loved it around there, and uh, you know, Mr. Walker was talking about how Mr. Brown is is uh, one of those guys who you got to listen to. Mr. Walker was kind of tough himself, and <laughs> you, you had to do what he said. <laughs> well, that was, it, was, it was well worth it because the successful people are the ones who, who get things done, well, and he got things done. In, in this business that we're talking about, there were guys, and you better listen to them, not because yep. of consequences, but rather you're going to learn something here. And that that's how I always saw it. If a, if a Bob Lee said something, or if a Lindsey English, or Hal Moore, right. any one of those guys, you know, when they would tell you something, they weren't trying to hurt you. They were, they were trying to help you. And Well, that's so true. That's yeah, so true. Yeah. And, uh, Russell, it's a pleasure to, 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 to hear from you this morning. And I'm happy that uh, I, I played a role in your life as well, mm-hmm. part of your journey. And, for all of you, I hear this so often. People who say, "Daddy, yo, you did this for me. You helped me here. You did." And all of you that have that have in in, in your lives and my lives, 
uh, have had the opportunity for me to to have made some type of support to you and and uh, and 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 I just want to thank you for that opportunity. I thank you for giving me uh, that honor of saying uh, thank you, Mr. Walker, or whatever the situation might be. I'm honored. I really, Thanks. really am. To, Thanks, Russ. To be here tonight, uh, this afternoon, I should say. And going back before we get rush our time Thanks, off, we got to talk about Saturday and one week from today. Where the 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 opportunity is for the public, all of you, to come down to 2800 Welton Street. We want you to come and meet and greet all of the black and authors in this entire state of Colorado, all the way down to Colorado Springs and Pueblo and Denver, and uh, even in Los Animas, uh, Boulder. We just want everybody to come down. It's going to be about 60 or 70 of us all together in the 2800 block of Welton this one week from today uh, on uh, from 9 o'clock in the morning until 4 in the afternoon. Bring the family, bring your children, bring everybody with you and all of your friends and all of the listeners on this radio station. We're inviting you to come and be a part of this big event. It's something that, uh, you, you, you really are going to be very proud of. And we definitely are happy to be, uh, in a position to give, uh, you that, 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 that chance to see us, meet us and greet us. We want, uh, we just want to say thank you in advance. Looking forward for this coming Saturday, <laughs> one week from today, brother. I love you. We want you to be there you know, at 2800 Welton. I had said in the last hour, we're going to plug that again, and I it slipped my mind. You're hardcore old radio dude. It didn't lose you. You came back. Let me slam this one in as we go out. Right. Um, we had to get that in because oh, it's please. free to the public and everybody's invited. That's selling. What do we do for a living, Jim? We sell, brother. We sell stuff. We sell. <laughs> I told you that story. <laughs> you know, the other story you said a little yeah. different, but yeah. we sell. We sell. Whatever it is, I've, you know. I floored them people. <laughs> I said, what do you do? That's what I do. <laughs> no, you don't. Yes, I do. Yes, yes. Uh, the, fi- the, the, the final seconds, and we're together, and uh, we have to do this again on the YouTube side, but Leave us with something. What do you want to say? And get, we got, let me see what time, how much time we got, Lou? We got one minute. I'm sorry. but that's Okay, good. well, I'd say to each and every one of you, thank you for giving me the opportunity to come on Peter Ball's show today and to be able to talk to you. And I wish all of you a wonderful weekend. Uh, all I can say is believe in yourself and others will believe in you. If you believe that you can do it, you know you can do it, I suggest that you do. And don't be around negative people. Don't have that negativeness anywhere in your life. And for my family, my children, my grandkids, and my great-grandkids, I just want to thank all of you for your support, along with all of my listeners and all of my friends. God bless each and every one of you, and I hope to see you next Saturday at the 2800 block of Welton Street. I love you, Jim. I love you too, brother. You're the man. God bless you. Uh, Cousin Louie, you outdid yourself as a home run. Thank you, everybody. And there were some nasty things sent in. What's wrong with you people? I just don't understand it. It is uh, Angry White Man Radio. We'll continue here on 710 Canyon. But I, for the life of me, I, I can't believe it. All right, Bubba, get us out of here. Thanks. Lots of channels. Nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel. 
straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on local now, channel 525.